o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 The Ticket's Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Happy Thursday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen. Early, on early break, full show ahead. We have Mike Schaefer in from 7 to 8. As always, we'll have Rick Heyman's song of the day at 645 over the phone today. Big day yesterday for uh, Nebraska. They had a couple new commits, and you were yeah. at the press conference. It was uh, like, we're like we're back in football season again for, for a split second. For right? a split second. Now we'll get a lull. <laughs> Until February 28th. Just not a very pretty brief lull. It's a 25-day lull from yeah. here. I, I think there'll be a 25-day period where I'm not working particularly hard. No, I mean, probably two-week lull for me. Probably keep working, but not very hard. <laughs> uh, how about that? Hope Breaking you're Clark. Clark. Yeah, hope, Clark. Clark, I hope you're still sleeping this no, morning. No, my boss stays up till about 2 a.m. Oh, he's asleep. Man. Yeah, he's not up. He's no, no chance Clark's listening right now. No. How are you doing? I'm fine. You're- I finished Ozark last night. Yes. I will not tell you anything about it. We will discuss when you get to the final episode, which is tonight. Yeah. Or well, tomorrow. I'll, yeah, I'll do, I'll do that tonight or tomorrow or Saturday. One of the three. Just know that... Things are predictably wild. Okay, maybe that's, what and that's should, not a spoiler at all. That's, that was pretty predictable. Maybe what we should just plan is assessing Ozark on Monday. Okay, that's fine. Just make it one of us, one of your one of my topics. My topics. My point. My bullet points there. Yeah, Jake does the rundown. He's pretty good. He writes it out, types it out. He's a. You're a pretty good writer, but there's one. You know what you could do with Jim Harbaugh. You know what you could do. You could do this quite a bit with Jim Harbaugh. You could spare yourself a lot of words. All you'd have to do is put on the rundown, for instance, 625 colon Harbaugh. What the hell? <laughs> you could just do that. He's a very difficult man to understand or comprehend. I think he might be. It, it sounded like he was saying his goodbyes. <laughs> Yesterday, you know, on, on Monday or Tuesday, whatever day it was, and then all of a sudden last night he says, I'm, I'm staying at Michigan. With all the enthusiasm, more enthusiasm yeah. than ever has been known to, <laughs> to humankind. Mankind. Yeah, mankind. <laughs> okay, so what my guess is, isn't your guess is he went to Minnesota expecting an offer, didn't get it, no. and maybe his boss, okay, hold on, my, my, here, I'll, I'll tell you my theory, then you tell me yours. Ward Manuel, his boss, said, uh, if you go there and don't get an offer, don't mess around. In fact, don't. That's it. You got one shot, one day. No, my theory is this, and I, I stand very firm in this. I know it sounds Uh-oh. biased, but I, I have a lot of reasons to believe that this was what was going down. What? Stephen Ross, the Miami Dolphins owner, <clears throat> when he had fired Brian Flores, said, "I'm not going after Jim. I'm not. I'm not going to be the one that takes Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan." Right. But if Jim Harbaugh reaches out to the NFL. He didn't say anything about that regarding if if Harbaugh is the one right. who reaches out first. Important decision. I continue. You cannot change my mind that Jim Harbaugh was going to be the next head coach of 
the Miami Dolphins before Brian Flores' implosion happened on Tuesday. Why would Flores' implosion? Because it made Miami un, you know, undesirable. It put Stephen Ross in a bad place. Placing, gotcha. am I, I going to be the new? Am I going to be the owner still? Harbaugh here? doesn't wouldn't want to go. No, to Miami. It's, it's yeah. It's not a great place for a coach like Harbaugh now. Who it probably was a good spot for him to go with all the cap room in the world, a good defense, a chance to go hire a great staff for was already a pretty good team. Makes a lot of sense to go to Miami. Harbaugh likes that tradition element too. He, he, Stephen he Ross about, is a big Michigan man, just like Jim Harbaugh is. He would talk about the Shula years and yes, Marino and all so, that. Everyone kept saying that that was a pipe dream. I I just don't believe that. I think that was what they were hiding the whole time. This, they used the, the Vikings interview to to say, hey, Stephen Ross, hint, hint, wink, wink, here's the go. I don't need an interview. You know me. Let's just get this done. And then it all went haywire to Brian Flores' delight, and here we all are today where we're at. Well, Harbaugh. So Harbaugh goes and meets with the Vikings now, goes back to Michigan, still a Michigan man, and will, I imagine, I don't know, how do you react? If you're we'll a Michigan have the fan same base? conversation in three or four years with Jim Harbaugh, or next year maybe. Or next year, we'll see. Right now, he has all the enthusiasm known to mankind, though, to return to Michigan. We'll go deeper in that next segment. I have more thoughts. Great. Um, what else is on your mind today? Um, well, yesterday was a good day for Nebraska football. We've had some painful signing days in the past where you had players you thought you were going to get that flipped other places or just picked up different hats at yep. their different uh, you know shows that they've had, their uh-huh. ceremonies. Uh-huh. Yesterday, Nebraska got two new players. They flipped uh, A.J. Allen, the TCU running back commit. Shout out to Brian Applewhite, who is the new uh, running backs coach for getting that one done. Okay. For Nebraska, okay, and also as Sean Callahan informed us yesterday morning to watch out for this one, it became it came true. A four-star wide receiver, Janarian Bonner, commits to Nebraska. A former Georgia Tech commit uh, also looked at Memphis. Also in that conversation, so a good day for Nebraska in terms of adding pieces to their class, which is full of you know a lot of transfers and some freshmen. Well, let's try to break this down. Um. In terms of numbers, 15 high school players, three – check, here it is. Mm-hmm. 15 high school players, three JUCOs, and 10 transfers. 10 transfers from the portal. And counting, by the way. Um, they, they will add for sure – well, they're looking for sure at another offensive lineman to be determined, another defensive lineman – TBD <laughs> and and probably I'm sure you're going to say your f- stock line they're also looking for a pass rusher. Well, there's a big surprise. I just said it. Well, for there's you. a big surprise. <laughs> as is the rest of the nation as well <laughs> because those are hard to find. Great ones. Right. Uh so yeah, I ho- I hope they are and they hope they can find some NIL money for that person to come yep, here. Okay. Yep. I was told yesterday by an NU official that I'm stuck on that topic and need to get off of it. Pass rusher? No, NIL. Oh, yeah. Good good luck with that. You'll never get off on that topic and need to get off. How are you stuck on it? Would you you agree to that, though? Yeah. I asked for Yeah, in part because I know more about it than probably 95% of the populace. NIL expert over here. Um. Over here. Over here. Uh, 
over there. Nil. And you should wear you should wear a T-shirt that says Nil expert. Ask me about Nil. I'll make a T-shirt for you. Okay, I'll think of something. Yeah, do that. Don't put Nil expert on me. I'm not claiming that. Oh, there's nothing wrong with it. It's not. No, it's not. It's, it's good to be uh, I, insightful there. The Inu official resourceful. I'm just gonna say the Inu official chided me for asking Frost. Would you have gotten Charles Thompson without Casey Thompson? Yeah, Casey. I, I'm Parker, just here to clear things Parker up. Parker kills me on that. Would you have gotten Charles is his father? Correct. Would you have gotten Casey Thompson here without a well structured NIL organization? Frost answered the question like I never asked it. <laughs> he didn't even. He just said. He just said something else that had no. Basically, well, let's see what he said. Yeah, you could. A, yeah. So, Ask the question. I'll play the, the response. Well, yeah, I, I hope See the if you can. Yeah. yeah, if I can duplicate, it was like it was basically what I just said. Would you have gotten Casey Thompson to Nebraska without a well-structured NIL organization? Uh, quarterback's so unique because they, you know, there's one that's going to play at every school, and and he's coming here to compete for the chance to do that. Um, as, as some of these quarterbacks were bouncing around like lotto balls, you know, there's there's only so many landing spots because some guys have their guy. Um, you know, we were one of the schools once uh, our quarterback from last year left that uh, a lot of, I think a lot of people were interested in and um, feel good about where we landed. Uh, yeah. How's, there was- how's that for response here? Direct NIL question. Yeah, there's a lot of quarterbacks bouncing around like lotto balls. They all find a spot. Yep. Now here's the deal. But yeah, but what about NIL? Nah, I'm not, I'm not well, going there. That's a tactic that I use on the radio sometimes. Ask a direct question. Just talk about something you know <laughs> or you would like to talk about. <laughs> um, but I, I think we should start covering some ground here. I thought the most interesting thing yesterday, beyond Nebraska landing to, I would say, uh, explosive offensive players in A.J. Allen and Janarian Bonner, um, We'll cover that with Schaefer today, by the way. We will, Who's yes. more of an expert on that sort of thing. Can you please get to the sound from Frost where he's talking about re- redoing the offense? Um, you, you, we, we went over yeah, this. We, yeah, conversations with the new staff. Conversations with the new staff. Please hit that sound and we'll Scott talk about Frost it. Scott Frost from yesterday. And I'd, I'd invite you to listen to this carefully. I'm listening. Okay. It's been interesting with guys coming from different places. You know, the, the staff that we had had been together so long that um, we all spoke the same language, knew the same things. Uh, that was good from a continuity standpoint. Uh, maybe not great from a, a fresh idea standpoint. And uh, now it's kind of flipped. We have a lot of fresh ideas and a little bit of a language barrier. Um, but we've been meeting a lot. Uh, gosh, there's smart guys in that room and good coaches in that room. Uh, we've been, like I said, uh, going into the hiring, we've been trying to marry the systems, and I think done a good job of that so far, trying to keep as much in our language as we can, uh, but getting to the schemes that uh, that we agree on and Coach Whipple wants to run. So it's been fun to be in a room with, with guys coming from different places with a little different slant on things and, and trying to put it all together. It's a lot to put well, together. It's a pretty key thing early on to admit that you know it's good to have continuity with the old staff, but hey, it's hard to get fresh ideas when you have those guys together for so long. Okay, then right? there's, yes, yes, exactly. That, that was big to me that he said that, and that's out there. I, I agree. Now, there's another part 
where he's talking about comfort, his level of comfort with the new guys. But listen to this quote that you have. And this is what I always try to tell you about how challenging this situation is with a new offense, with a reconfigured offensive staff. Hit it. I'm really comfortable with where it is. We have a lot of work to do. Uh, you don't realize how many individual line calls based on looks and how many rules and how many protection changes and uh, names of routes and everything that, that there are and how much our kids have to learn. Uh, it's really like learning a language and it's like learning sign language when we're signaling the plays in. Um, so we got to get our coaches comfortable with, with our terminology and uh, married as much as we can and then the kids are going to have to learn a few new things too. And that's a process, so we won't be completely done with that for a long time. I'm sure there'll still be things that come up. So there's a lot of work ahead, but I'm really comfortable how it's going and where we All are. All right, that's good. Here we go. Scott Frost from it, yesterday. It's good that he's comfortable, but he lays out – I mean, this is – think about what he said. I mean, he, Frost acknowledging you don't, you don't realize how many individual line calls based on looks – from the defense, how many rules and how many protection changes and names of routes. And by the way, we're learning sign language because we're learning. We're, we're going to have to, we're going to have to basically what he's saying is, you know, Whipple had his sign language. Yep. Whipple had yep. his own language, own terminology. Now we're going to marry those. Oh God. Sounds like a baseball team, by the well, way. Well, kind Think of. about all those signs that go in there. Yeah. Kind of, although way more I know. complex. And, um, but God, that sounds like a pain in the you know what to well, me. I mean, th- this is this is a huge, huge undertaking. Change is a pain in the butt sometimes. Yeah, and growth is a pain. And in the you butt. have so many people involved, and you only have so much time. And I'm, you're going to hear me say it. You're going to you're going to get so tired of me saying that time is of the essence over there right now. Every day's got to be fourth down right now, and there's not going to be much time for break. He he did give his coaches yesterday off that's nice yeah um that he gave serious <laughs> that wasn't sarcastic that was supposed to be genuine that's that's nice you are seldom genuine I, <laughs> <laughs> well that was a rare moment that i was genuine that's nice they had yesterday off i know i back to the grind today Damn i it. Did, i was kidding you're always genuine um the i i um i jake you have a new quarterback. All these guys are learning a new system. They don't. I mean, you got to. I'm, I'm not expressing myself particularly well. You you have to marry all this language, and it has to be clear to everybody, or this isn't going to work. And it's got to. You got to get going in the spring. Now you don't want spring to be a mess, but I can easily envision spring being a mess. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But yeah, the new, first few practices, tons of new players, new systems everywhere. Stop with new players. Think about the offense. I was talking about this with somebody last night. Think about the, Jake. Think about the offense. You're gonna have a new quarterback at the receiver positions. You're going. I don't know who the starting lineup will be, but your rotation is going to have at least two new guys and probably three. You know, who am I talking about? Trey Palmer, mm-hmm. Isaiah Garcia, Garcia. Castaneda. Right. Uh, finally got his name right. Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. Perfect. You're, they're going to be part of the rotation. There's no way you brought them in here to stand. Trey Palmer might be your leading receiver. He might be, yeah. He's supposed to be a stud. Okay. And then probably you're adding in that equation Victor Jones, perhaps, or one of, or, you know. Maybe this guy yesterday. Yeah. Maybe Janarian Bonner. Bonner can be a yeah. piece there. Okay. So your receiver. 
you're going to see new receivers out there. Look at the running back position. Look yeah. what they've done. You've got a lot of, a lot of new faces. A.J. Allen, Emmett Johnson, and Anthony, Anthony Grant. Grant. Anthony Grant is an Three older. Three new players there. Yeah, older player. Anthony Grant is a, you know, like a, a college football veteran. You could see him. He could be your starting running back. Okay? You're, you're, you, you're going to see a lot more Fedoni. Travis Vokalek, by the way, out for the spring. Turner Corcoran, out for the spring. Concerned. Teddy Prohaska. Yeah, now that we knew that one. But just making sure, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's out. out. The, 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 two, okay. two important pieces to your line right there. Right. So continue with the changes. Fedoni's going to be a big change. He's going to be a new face out there. Okay. And then the offensive line is going to be reconfigured. I don't know what it's going to look like, but it's not going to look like it did at the end of last year. The whole offense is going to look different, and they're running a new offense. I mean, you're going to have some guys back like Omar Manning and Xavier Betts, and maybe Ramir Johnson's still your running back. Maybe. He's going to have to earn it. And you're going to have some holdover guys on the offensive line, like Nordy New Ely. Turner Corcoran, I guess. But the Turner Corcoran thing, now think about it. Now, people won't think about this, but you have to think about it. He missed most of August. Critical development time for any player, especially young players. You only get so much of that in football. They're not lining up and running plays over there right now, okay? There's only certain moments in the calendar that you can do that. He missed August, most of it. Now he's going to miss Now he's going to miss spring. He's going to miss the spring. Turner Corcoran's missing critical time. Someone that needs development. Yeah. Somebody that you're counting on. Yeah. Right? This is a guy that's a big part of your future and, and your, your now. Your yeah. now. Now what you hope, and I don't know this, and I'm not – now I'm speaking as a layman. <laughs> I'm always speaking as a layman, but he last August it was a lower body injury, so he missed a lot of lifting, lower body type lifting, and didn't probably wasn't as strong and and didn't have as much bulk as he wanted. And now he's got now it's a shoulder issue. Mm. Now is that going to affect his upper body lifting? I mean, this is. Turner Corcoran's like, what was he, a four-star, five-star Four-star. Yeah, four-star. Four star. Top player from Kansas when yeah. he came to Nebraska. You want to see him fulfill all that potential, but when you miss August and now you're going to miss spring early in your career and you're missing time in the weight room, that's setting you back. Yeah, and don't forget you have to find a new center now also. Yeah, new center's going to be some is, kind of new not center. here anymore. Yeah, we have no so idea. So what does that picture look like in the fall or the spring even, excuse me, right, right. now? See, all that. New center. And we, new we, center, we, new saw, we saw a center that might go second or third round or fourth round, Cam Jurgens. I'm seeing all sorts of grades for him. Somebody that Really? That Have you seen second? I, I saw as high as a second round grade. Now, I don't right? know if that, that's the highest I've seen. I, I wouldn't expect second round. But he's going to blow up the combine when he, when he goes there. He got an invite You're right. to the combine. He's going to blow up the combine to pieces. I don't know elevate. about the Oh, he's going to blow it up. He might, though. We know he's going yeah. to shred the combine. He might be a combine story. He might be. Uh, him like, getting an invite to the combine changed the world for him. Yeah, it did. Because he's going to be a freak. I, yeah, we are on agreement with that. So, but that, I'm just saying that even him, who, for a, who was a, a solid player here, we saw for a couple years was having issues with snaps. There's no guarantee you have, you don't have the same problem with a new center in there, right. with, with having snap issues for your new quarterback, in, in likely Casey Thompson or Chubba Purdy. Right. The other interesting part, I agree. Okay, there's a lot to cover, but I'd like to go now to the quote. Does he talk about the transfer portal and how, and, and how important it is to have someone monitoring it? That was fascinating to me. 
the question essentially was from Sam McEwen, a good question. Would you consider having someone, I think the question was, would you consider having someone be a full-time portal coach, a full-time portal scout? See what I'm saying? Well, there's two options here. There's one Which one? That, you how t- much, read them to me. There's one that says, have they hired someone from the portal? And someone's, and there's how much attention do they pay to the portal? Okay, do the first one. Okay. Scott Frost. From Hit the first one. Yeah, you know, baseball teams, yeah, pro baseball it. teams have scouting departments for high school kids and college kids, and then they have to scout each other's teams too. And um, there's a lot of schools in the country to try to scout all the rosters, and and then you're trying to anticipate who might jump into the portal and who might not, and um, it could be a full time job, absolutely. <laughs> okay, this Uh-oh. is now. Oh yeah, thank the you. Por- the not- portal, <laughs> it'd be a, a nightmare to have that job. Can you think about? Please, I'm glad. I'm, I love it when. When a, like a coach like this talks about this out in the open, what he's talking about now openly, and this is incredible for the older listeners like myself, because we never would have dreamed of this scenario, and maybe not even maybe you wouldn't even have dreamed of this scenario. Not really. It is incumbent for college football programs now to have a person or persons who are scouting the high school, scouting the junior colleges, and now scouting the portal, and scouting other teams' rosters. Potentially poaching. Yes. Scouting with the idea of poaching. Right. Trying to anticipate who's, who's who might be jumping into the portal and having a good handle on it. You're not waiting until they jump in the portal. Because a lot of these guys have made their decisions. Okay, you see the news. This guy jumped in the portal. Well, a lot of guys have already decided where they're going when that happens. Right. There's so, a reason why they jumped in. They had a they had an end spot inside. Can you imagine being the guy that's scouting other people's rosters? That's happening with the idea of poaching. <laughs> you basically are yeah, you're a poaching expert at this yeah. point. Yeah, you gotta have that guy. You're hired to poach. Yeah, you have to have that person. Play the other quote about the transfer portals. I, I don't know where he went, went with that one. but Okay, here's Scott Frost. <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to. We get alerts right now of kids yes. that are, are jumping in and out, and um, our recruiting staff's done a pretty good job evaluating those and getting us the important names. They get alerts. That's the attention that they're paying to the portal. Yeah, right I now. don't know if those alerts are – if that's just a Twitter alert or if there is an actual – see, this is the kind of thing I would love to sit down with Frost if he'd ever agree to do it. Is there a – Is this? are we just talking Twitter alerts like me and you get? Yeah, I mean, there, there's like a transfer portal alert account out there. Yeah, there is. Do that, does that send alerts? Well, you, you, can, you can put your phone in notifications for that when tweets go out about it. You can well, say okay when you tweets can, go out about it. But right. What, what about tweets. the the portal itself? I wonder. I don't. If it's, I don't know if it has that function like Twitter does. The portal's yeah. not an actual place. It's just I no. There's an actual thing. portal. No, there's an actual portal. People I mean, are just standing in it. No, that, but there's a list of guys. That, I get that. Yeah, that the coaches get. It's, I understand. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know there's not an actual transfer portal like on the Dr. Pepper I just feel commercial. Like you think that there is sometimes. <laughs> Got to go to that. I'm going to visit the portal and see. It's like a, like, it's like a zoo. It's going to see who's standing in the portal. Look at that guy over there. He's huge. <laughs> Look at that little guy over yeah. there. That guy's in the portal? <laughs> He's eating bananas today. What are you doing over there, man? Yeah, the portal zoo. There's your next idea. He's got some pizza. For a TV idea. Yeah, the, t- the TV portal. The no, portal zoo. No, but anyway, that um, listen, it's that that part was fascinating to me. 
the the idea of hiring well <coughs> to me it shouldn't be an idea it should happen that you hire a coach uh, in your you know it's in your scouting department to, to whose job is to scout other teams rosters and be ready for players that might be jumping in and get a and get you know a leg up on that whole situation right mm-hmm like Chubba Purdy would have been a good example. Okay, Florida State's got this quarterback. He's not playing. Chubba Purdy was a four-star recruit, um, but he's not playing, and something's not right. Look at Purdy. Look at every play. Look at look at his high school. Look at what he's done at Florida State. Maybe they did that, but that's the that's the, the kind of example Possible. I'm talking about, right? Yes. Hunter Hunter Anthony is that his name? Yes, the uh, Oklahoma State lineman. Yeah, Hunter Anthony. Same thing. Um. Ch- Check him out. He's not playing all the time, but he's playing quite a bit. Speaking he of, might be wanting to leave. Speaking of Chubba Purdy, Scott Frost was asked, uh, will there actually be a quarterback competition? That was my question. That was my question. And I just wanted to get him on the record. People are some people some people um oh a couple guys emailed me and said, Why would you even ask that question? Um I just want the coach on the record saying there will be competition. So let's see what he said. Yeah, that's not my narrative. Um, there's a lot of narratives around that uh, aren't really based in fact. Um, he's going to have every opportunity to start, and he knows that. Uh, the other guys are going to get their opportunities too. And uh, we got a long time to work with him and a spring ball and a fall camp to figure it all out. The, qu- the question was, the narrative is he was you brought him here to start. Um, is, will there be legit competition in the spring? Now, he has to say what he said, right? Mm-hmm. And he said what he said. Yeah, I don't, you can't just go and say this is our quarterback. Well, when, when he you, didn't when, have when to you say brought that. another guy, by the way, Chubba, you brought in two quarterbacks. Yeah. But he could say it like, well, I mean, he's twenty three, and you could hint, you can, yeah. yeah, you can lean toward yeah. it, hint it, but yeah, yeah he's twenty now. Back now, it. this this gets us back to the original quote you were playing from Frost about the challenge of formulating this offense. You need a best to have. A guy, think about the how you have to think about the totality of the situation. You're okay now. You have these this group of coaches in these rooms every day trying to formulate a new offense. That offense has to be communicated to the quarterbacks, all the players, but the quarterbacks are first in line. Who are you working with most of the time in that quarterback room? First of all, and second of all. Okay, now think about it. What I keep saying, time is of the essence, right? Well, these kids got to go to class. They still got to do their thing. But, but younger guys have a hot, hot, wider class load than a 23-year-old who's already got his degree and has probably taken a couple graduate classes. True. So who has the advantage? Casey Thompson. The 23-year-old who's, been a, who's, who's had the college experience at Texas and is not walking around the campus trying to figure out what the hell to do. I mean, he knows. He knows what to do. He knows what to do every day, as opposed to a young guy coming in or a young guy in his second year still trying to kind of figure out his life, right? Yeah. Casey sure. Thompson's figured out his life, and his life's getting getting taken care of through NIL, all right? He's not, gonna worry. He's not worrying about the rent or anything like that, not worrying about his car breaking down, because if his car breaks down, there'll be another car, another new car yeah. waiting for him. Yeah, he'll be fine. All right? Um, he doesn't have the kind of concerns that a lot of the guys have. Who has the advantage? Right? 
He's played for two coaches. He's a, he's already adapted to two systems. Tom Herman's system, then Sark's system. He knows the game. Yeah. Gets it. Yeah. So who, who has the advantage? Who's going to get worked with most? Who's going to get most of Whipple's attention? My guess would be the 23-year-old. Right? Now, Logan Smothers, you have to inject yourself in that equation sometimes probably. Hey, Hey, I'm competing too here, Whip. Don't forget about me. Yeah. Heinrich Harburg. Well, I hope they do. I'm 6'5", 225. You better be, be looking at they me. They should be. I hope they have that competitive spirit to say, yeah, you know what? I'm. We understand he's probably the favorite, but don't forget about us. Give us a shot. We can develop. And Whipple, Whipple, okay, interesting comments from Frost about Whipple. Do you have those? It just It'll probably just say Frost on Whipple. What makes Whipple Whipple? Don't have it. Oh, for God's sake! Well, well, he he portrayed Whipple as very much a take charge guy, which 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 what I've heard and I've said it on the show is that Whipple has a lot of Charlie McBride in it. Um, Take charge. This is what we're doing. Uncompromising. Um, this is the way it's got to be. Whipple understands time is of the essence. I'm sure he's got to get all this stuff done, um, and it's got. And there can't be a lot of Jake. You know what? There can't be a lot of. Well, we'll just figure this out tomorrow. Okay. Um, now we'll get to that on Monday. Can't be a lot of that. Can't be a lot of that. Let's get a call from Derek in his car. Derek at four six four five six eight five. Derek, you're on early break. Go ahead, man. Hey, good morning, gents. Um, Hi, Derek. Yeah, I got a, a question for you, Steve, a little bit here, but um, it looks like, and I read something yesterday, and I want to know, it has to be true, it came from your competitor paper, um, Mike Riley's worst recruiting class was 10 notches higher than this class. Now, I know there's a lot of enthusiasm because of yesterday, um, but in the scheme of things, are we? Do we think or do we feel we're headed in the right direction in terms of the overall recruiting effort? And again, we're not going to probably know for what three to five years until a lot of these kids are, you know, matured and on the roster and in the program for a while. Um, so my first question is: Do you feel like we're headed in the right direction with that effort? And then the other question that I have, and you can take them in whatever order you please is with this NIL money, right? Yes. How, how are taxes – what does taxation look like? I mean, are they 1099 by the NIL Umbrella Corporation, and then at the end of the year, you know, oh, you got hundred grand, which means you got to pay 30000 now for your uh, self-employment taxes. What does all that look like? I'm surprised you haven't written extensively about that yet, Steve. <laughs> it's a good question. I can just tell you that taxes are involved. Um, I don't know. I don't know the specifics on that, but it's well. I, I can tell you this, Derek. It's it's not flimsy at Nebraska. It's well organized. Compli- the compliance office watches it like a hawk. The Nebraska Compliance Office watches it closely. It's very well organized. It's it's ABM, Athletes Branding and Marketing, and it's well organized, well structured. It's not a fly by night deal. They do things completely by the book. I can tell you that they have to. Are you gonna 
at some point, are you going to be able to shadow a young athlete into an NIL experience so that you mm. can kind of get this information? I'll give you an example. I, had, I have a kid, three boys. You know, one of them got a job one summer working for construction. And at the end of the year, when we went to go do taxes, they 1099 them. And, oh, man, was my tax man very upset about it. So I guess I'm just kind of wondering who's looking out for the kids in this uh, aspect of it. And um, thanks, guys. Great show. As always, go Big Red. Thanks, Thank Cole. you. Uh, I, who's here. looking out for the kids? Now, that's a, I mean, it's a, it's a wide-ranging question because all the kids aren't in the same situation. So – parenting wise and life wise. So I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I, I would say Jared Lambrecht who heads up ABM looks after him very closely. I would never worry about ABM. I never worry about it. I mean, it's Nebraska's in a great situation that way. Now, as far as the recruiting rankings go, I don't give a damn about them. I, I don't, we've, we've cared too much about those in the past. Yeah, I don't 10 notches, Riley. I don't, I, especially in the, in the transfer portal world, it just Have blows we not up. learned that the, the rankings don't do jack crap for yeah. us? Yeah, I don't. That teams that are way below you end up beating you because yeah. they have better development. Yeah, they don't, they don't the matter. Rank. I just don't care what the rankings are at all. Especially in the portal world where how do you take that into account? The guys you're injecting from the transfer portal. And how do you take that into account in your rank? It's difficult. It's a waste of time. Jim Harbaugh discussion next on Early Break on the Ticket.